0: toward the bed, dreading what he might find there. Two weeks had passed since he had last visited the tiny island which was completely uninhabited save for a few dozen natives and Sullivan's family. Richard had been so ill then, evidently he had not improved in the intervening time. His raspy respiration was not a good sign. I've kept him covered and spoon-fed him broth but he hasn't improved. Rupert's impressive size became so overshadowed by his concern that the gentle giant appeared to shrink within himself. The fire's been roaring all day, but I can't chase the chill from his skin. It wasn't until Rupert spoke that Sullivan realised the air in the common room was stifling. The monsoon season had come, and with it the rains and cool winds. Normally the fireplace would have been considered an oddity here on the island, a cause for good-natured jesting on the part of the architect. Presently, a driftwood blaze filled the confines of the dwelling with a cloying warmth. Forcing himself to move forward, Sullivan resolutely pushed images of another invalid from his mind. His father had died in this room, this cot. He died cursing his enemies, Richard's enemies. Sullivan tried to tell himself that Richard was young, that he couldn't possibly die, but his hopes sank when he saw how gaunt Richard had grown. He's so pale. This was the only thing he could manage to say as a very real fear began to twine around his heart. Yes. I had hoped he would have grown stronger in the last fortnight. Disappointment lay bare in the tone of his voice. The damp steals his strength. Sullivan lifted his gaze to meet that of his older brother. He's not well enough to travel. It was not a question. Nor well enough to hide. The crackling of the flames merely underscored the worried silence that followed. Sullivan was the first to break the stillness. I heard the Englishman telling the escorts that they mean to find Richard and take him home, to his legacy. His words held a bitter cast that left no doubt that Sullivan thought an English title worth little to a man accustomed to the freedom of the islands. They will not be content with half-baked tales and misinformation. They will find him eventually. Richard moaned and stirred. "'What if the strangers were to disappear?' Rupert queried with an apparently idle interest, but Sullivan absorbed the way his brother's thumb stroked the knife sheathed against his side. "'They seem most adamant. "'I have no doubt they're being handsomely rewarded "'to uncover the truth. "'If they were to disappear, as you say, "'more of their kind would come in their place.' Rupert's brows creased in thought. Hesitantly, he offered, "'Perhaps it's time we finish the game.' Finally. For years, Sullivan had been trying to persuade Rupert into facing their enemies instead of dodging them. His eyes sparkled with cool green shards as he measured Rupert's acceptance of the inevitable. Then he took two slender tapers from a tarnished ale mug resting in the center of the hearth. You know what needs to be done. Aye. One of us will have to draw the English bastards away from the area before they catch sight of the cottage. After adopting Richard's identity, he must then unearth the names of those who mean to harm him, as well as his allies, Rupert reminded him. Sullivan ignored the automatic protest. They spoke guardedly of their predicament, but the words they exchanged were not the result of some half-formed idea. Gregory, Rupert and Sullivan had discussed their options over and over in the past few years, after the Sutherland clipper, the seeker, had first been sighted in the cove nearly three years ago. They had eluded those bloodhounds as well as those that followed, but with each ear that passed, those who sought them grew more cunning, coming closer and closer to the truth. After breaking one of the candles, Sullivan held the pieces partially hidden in his fist. Choose. Rather than studying the waxy nubs, Rupert measured Sullivan. His brother gave no hint of his thoughts as Rupert made his selection and drew the taper free. Then it settled. Sullivan tossed the stub he held into the fire. Offering no explanation, he unbuttoned his shirt and stripped the bright red-orange garment from his shoulders, quickly following with his trousers. Rupert displayed little more than mild surprise. When Sullivan proceeded to tear a strip of fabric from his shirt tail and wind it about his hips as a makeshift loincloth, Rupert raised one brow slightly. "'What do you intend to do? Play the savage?' Sullivan's lips tilted in a grin that was at once infectious and bone chilling. If those who seek us have managed to track us here, they must believe that Richard has spent most of his time with the natives, and has therefore adopted their customs. I'll ride past the cove on my way up to Sutherland's Roost.